the match of the century. That's what is. That's the what thing. Is. What is? What what is it? What is it? Tell us the details. It is May nineteenth. Stardust and Ursa Major versus Orion Taylor and uh, Adam Priest. So there is a match for you. Wait, <gasps> does this mean that Stardust is actually doing a wrestling match and not running away and hiding and getting someone else to fight on their behalf because of the whole, you know, dodgy back thing? Halt! Tag! Team! Act-ter-n! There's another tag. In in my mind, I, I have, like, guesses of how this is going to go, and what I'm picturing in my mind is the second that someone tries to hurt uh, Stardust, Stardust is going to just tag out and not tag back in. I think Stardust is known for those dirty tricks, Laura. I wouldn't, oh, indeed. I wouldn't yeah, trust you know, Stardust. There's going to be some kind, of, yeah, some kind of dirty trick up their sleeve. I They're think... not to be trusted. Certainly wouldn't want to be friends with them. I think Stardust just so happens to be a master strategist, and... His methods aren't to be questioned. <laughs> I feel personally very attacked and upset by by what's going on right now. I would you to... say he's a tactics master? I I don't know why you would feel you know attacked and and victimized here because you clearly you you're Jim Sterling. You're not Sturdust. Hang on, Sturdust hang on. Is... adding adding what Gav. It's not like Jim Sterling does does rest Sterling. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I was um gonna if you know after the stardust stuff uh if that wraps up and all whatnot and and i start doing it as jim sterling i was actually gonna do rest sterling as a hashtag so people could mute that and if they didn't want to follow the wrestling stuff rest sterling so that's actually quite good that you had that as well <laughs> so um, i might do that i might kick great minds huh so that people see, who I, are sick I... of me talking about it don't have to <laughs> see it well, see, they can mute you on Twitter, but they will never stop having to hear about wrestling on, on the podcast because you can't mute a section of a podcast. Ah, no, tricked I, you there, everyone. I mean, they can fast forward a bit. <laughs> oh, I watched a little bit of wrestling again recently. I watched the uh, Asuka thing that happened recently. Oh, uh, Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, that was a match. That was actually that, a, that was... As a match. Hell of a match. It was. It certainly was a thing. Yeah, we it's, won't it's, talk it's, results, it's, but hell of a match. It's. It's the first time I've watched a wrestling thing in a little while, and I once again very much enjoy watching Oscar wrestle. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it in about twenty years, but it does. Uh, from what I see on Twitter, it looks like it's just as entertaining as it ever was. It's just live action anime. That's basically yeah. what it is. It's people running around in silly costumes doing. I feel like they've kind of embraced. <laughs> I feel like they've kind of embraced the sillier side of it more since. Because when I was a kid, they were still trying to convince everyone it was um, <laughs> real. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's it's got its its ups and its downs. The modern, especially WWE. Um, like I, I genuinely thought the Undertaker was like fucking Hulk Hogan up when I was a little kid, <laughs> and it, I, I was crying. Like I thought I, it was I, real. <laughs> I can't blame you from the way they present it. But I, like... I, I literally thought Papa Shango had made the Ultimate Warrior puke all over himself. <laughs> oh, the the thing, the thing I kind of enjoy is like in terms of like the WWE branded stuff. I quite enjoy watching NXT because that is basically where it's like, hey, yeah. here's some new some new characters with like silly gimmicks this that we're going to try out and was... yeah, see if they work. This past weekend was really good. They did their NXT Takeover show Saturday night. Mm. I. I was uh, doing our own thing 
at uh, in Jackson uh, with with Stardust, um, helping him do that stuff, and had to watch it after the fact, but mm, <laughs> really fucking good. Um, Gargano Champa was really just oh, off the chain, uh, and then just a great card up and down the ladder match with uh, all the people in it. Uh, so Ricochet and uh, Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream, who I, I just love their pants off. Um, quite literally, because his pants are amazing at every TakeOver event. Uh, but ton of wrestling this week. Cody V. Kenny, also really good match. Really enjoyed that. But of course, with the Stardust thing, I'm, I'm biased towards anything to do with Cody anyway. So there you go. But that was the wrestling bit done. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Laura. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, just uh, popped up the Jim Impressions for Extinction, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, um, I'm sure blah. we will. I'm sure we will. Blah. Um, blah. I've, 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 I've spent my day um, just cleaning. That has been pretty much my whole day. It's just been writing and cleaning today because we've got a house inspection for some stuff happening tomorrow. So I'm like, right, let's get get all the all the scrubbing brushes out and like clean the corners that we haven't cleaned for a while. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> uh, I need to get on with that. And uh, hello, Gavin. How are you? I'm good. Good, thanks. Nothing really new. Yeah, yeah. It's been that way for a lot of people, myself included. It's just a lot of. Uh, just coasting along. There's not a lot of exciting yeah. going on. Uh, I, I guess people have got to make their own excitement. I don't know. I, don't I mean, that. I just let stuff I mean, happen at me. I, I I kind of enjoy it when life is this way, when there's not a lot happening, because well. because historically, when there's a lot going on in life, that that's a lot of bad things. There's, so <laughs> there's, there's a there's a good happy medium to find. I think like I enjoy a couple of days here and there of just. Uh, can just plod along and and then i get a bit restless i'm like no i want things 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 happen i need to do things i've, I've not been doing much at the moment i've just been sort of plodding along as well um i've been i've got a lot of stuff that's like happening in the next month or so that i've been having to do a lot of like groundwork for so it's just been a lot of like quietly doing things that don't really show any results and da, 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 that sort of thing yeah, just plodded about. Just a bit of a plod, plod a long time. But mm. let that that's not going to happen in the podcast. It's April. That, that a- April is the ploddiest, one of the ploddiest months. Yeah. yeah it is a it yeah. is a ploddy month, but it's fine because we've got some video game stuff to talk about. We've got oh, yeah, some games we've yeah. played. We even have some news this week. We have some we have some interesting news this week. Well, do you want do you, do you, want, do you want to hear about my favourite bit of news of the week? I'll be sitting here with a clenched anus for the whole podcast if we don't get this over. I need release. Let's let's see what this news okay, is. Okay, okay. So, have either of you seen the news about some comments that the boss of NIS America made the other day in an interview and then had to apologise for? Um, no. Okay. But, first uh-oh. off, what what is NIS America? Is it a Nintendo thing okay. or? Uh, no, so they do a lot of like porting Japanese games over to the West. Um, particularly, like the game that this is going to be to do with is a game called SNK Heroines, which okay. is all of the SNK fighting game characters. What happened to be ladies fighting each other, and it's coming to the Switch. Oh, so, this just gets more tantalising yeah. as, as the details unfurl. Yeah, so. The boss of this company that's bringing the game over to the West, um, Yamashita, 
uh, did an interview with MCV, and it started fine enough. And he, so here's here's how I'm going to try and summarize this story. The game is coming to both Switch and PS4. It's getting a physical release on Switch, and it's digital only on PS4. People were wondering, hmm, what's going on there? So I'm going to read you like the initial the initial comment that he made, and like it starts okay. And, like, you'll see where it starts to go a bit bad for him. I'll give you a scoop. Originally, we signed the game just on the PS4. Then last year, an opportunity happened at Gamescom. Two third parties happened to meet together outside Nintendo's meeting room. The first meeting was between NIS and Nintendo, and then the next one was SNK and Nintendo. They were separate meetings, but after the meeting, influential people from SNK came to our booth and said... Is it possible to cancel our contract on PS4? Nintendo wants to make it an exclusive. So, like, it starts okay-ish. Like, it's a peek behind the curtain. This game was going to be a PS4 exclusive, and then Nintendo convinced them to make yeah. it for the Switch. This misdirected um, to me, because the way this was going, I thought he was just, he said something like, ooh, tits, or something oh, like that. Like, no, Well, we've, we've, we've not gotten to where, it's, where it gets bad for him. Oh, dear. So, so it starts fine enough, and I'm just trying to give the... the the legwork. Yeah. So he okay, then goes no, and this explains, is like... This is an adventure. Yeah, he, yeah, so, like, at this point, like, it's interesting behind-the-scenes stuff. It's yeah. him being, like, oh, Nintendo's gonna be the distributor and they promise they'll buy lots of units and, uh, you know, that's why we're making it for the, yeah. the Switch it's first and foremost. It's a little VH1 on this. It's, yeah, yeah tantalizing. Yeah. And this, this is where, like, he pissed off Sony a lot. Mm. Um, this, is, this is in an interview. He says, um... We're starting to do more on the Switch. SNK Heroines isn't the only game. Uh, we've ta- teamed up with Nintendo for our other Switch titles. They support us in a good way. Compared to that, mm-hmm. Sony is not friendly with small publishers like us. They just care about big Japanese companies. Also, if we simultaneously release a Switch version and a PS4 version of the same game, currently the sales trend is two to one. The Switch version sells twice as much as the PS4 version, <laughs> physically and digitally. And he just kind of goes on this, like... Sony isn't good and it, it's not bad by itself but when it's suddenly like oh this was a PS4 exclusive and you moved it to Nintendo seemingly because Sony's not nice to you and like it it really pissed off Sony basically he dropped the women's title in the trash live on Nitro that's oh that is <laughs> uh, brilliant so, yeah so it it Within like an hour, there's an apology put out that's basically like, I must extend my most heartfelt apology to SNK and Sony Entertainment. The truth is that Nintendo Switch exclusive was originally planned, blah, blah, blah. Um, In discussing matters, I thought that some insider information would make them interested in the overall conversation. (laughs) And such lip service did not stand on the side of truth. Once again, I apologize to SNK and Sony if I made it seem uh, them seem negative towards the PS4 platform in any way, and stress that the original goal... Uh, it's, it, it's just this really big apology where he's like, I'm really sorry that I said Sony is shit. We're still bringing it to Sony. Sorry. Oh. Oh, no. It's, it's just this weird roller coaster of, like, he wasn't forced to say this. He just volunteered, like, oh, yeah, no, games sell much better on Switch, and we don't yeah. like Sony, and this was going to be a Sony exclusive, but then Nintendo talked to us, and fuck it, we cancelled the, the thing and moved it to Nintendo. I mean, I, 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 I just don't know how you get that ahead 
in a corporate structure. Yeah, and, like it's not like this with, with is lips just that like, loose. I guess is, it's not the... like this is a nobody in the company. This yeah. is the head of of NIS America, and just he's like, yeah, this guy's oh, yeah. come far, yeah. like far enough. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're not, you know, mega corporation, but to get as far as you you get in NIS America, he's, he must have. I don't know how you do. I'm not saying he's, you know, bad at his job or anything. I just don't know how. I how you think that is? Oh, I'll I'll be I'll casually drop that in. Like, how has he yeah. not yes, he in should, so much he should trouble be, in the past? He should be much more like the um, all of those developers who defend EA when they're like, EA lets us do. Well, here's the thing. No, what am I, I to read here? Do whatever we want. I'm reading it. I'm reading it. They don't. Do anything that makes us do anything creative we don't want to do. Please don't kill me. I love children. that he's done it. I just well, I mean, as you see by the apology, like, look how far it gets you. Like, I'm just shocked <laughs> that he's gotten that far ahead. Well And he isn't like like he doesn't he hasn't stuck to the script. That's just well, incredible to me. The the thing that makes me laugh is you go right back to the beginning of this long statement and his opening line was, I'm gonna give you a scoop. Like, he knew that this was a thing that wasn't, like, publicly known or that, like, he wasn't supposed to talk about. He's like, ha-ha, this will get the interview going around. Maybe... maybe Oh, no, everyone looked at it. Maybe the interviewer, like, when he was talking to the interviewer, they were getting more, like, interested as he was going on. And he just (laughs) liked the positive attention, so was like, you know what, I'm just going to give more and more and more. And then afterwards was like, oh, fuck, I've got to say sorry about something I've just said. Yeah, like, the whole thing is, like, I, I, I can't blame PR people for giving scripted lines when you see, like, this is what happens when they go off script, because, like, in isolation, it's totally fine to say, like, hey, yeah, our Switch versions of games tend to sell better than the PS4 ones, that's fine. But when you pair that with, oh, yeah, we did have a Sony exclusive, and we cancelled the contract and gave it to Nintendo, and they sell better on Nintendo, and Sony's shit. Yeah. That like that doesn't all go well together. The problem is, is he says he's lying. He he basically lied in the interview. Yeah, which is you know bad, but obviously he must have meant it. So he's really lying. Either way, he's a liar because he'd be yeah. lying in the apology if he said it was a lie. So <laughs> the, he's a he's a lie. He, sh- he should have. I think he it's, meant it. Yeah. I think he meant I, it. I honestly, like, I, I don't know what to make of it, but, like, it's it's an interesting look into the weird politics, because we very rarely get to see the politics of what goes on behind the scenes with games like this, to be like, oh, m- maybe it really was a case of just, oh, this was going to be a Sony exclusive, and then just yeah. two companies happen to see each other and go, fuck it, Nintendo, right? Ain't nobody shooting in the game industry. Too many NDAs. NDAs all over the place. Very tight lips. Again, that's why I, I'm surprised someone like got to that position. Um, and again, not questioning their ability. Uh, just amazed. That is brilliant. And like I said, I'm happy they said it. I'm just obviously. Uh, I don't know how far they'll be getting now. Certainly, they won't be getting a job yeah. at Sony anytime soon. <laughs> It was just it was just a mildly fascinating story because you never see execs that high up be open and honest about like why they do things. Yeah, yeah. Sober so, at yeah. least. 
Yeah, that's 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 fair. Yeah, the game industry has plenty of uh drunken Twitter rants about stuff like that, but uh, <laughs> it's different to see it in a in an oh, yeah, that's true. If this had start if you'd have if this had that's the funny thing. I wouldn't have questioned this if it had all happened on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. If this had agreed. happened on Twitter, I wouldn't have said like how did the executive get this far? I would have just been like, Oh, it is an executive. Well the problem is as soon as you put it in the framing of Twitter, you have like Trump as a Twitter user as an example and you're like, Oh yeah, like, okay, re- okay. Remember deal with it, guy. Twitter. Oh yeah, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that went so- well for him. <laughs> <laughs> so other news we had this week you know you know last week we were talking about dark souls remastered and how it was kind of worrying that they weren't letting anyone see uh blight town yes yes yeah. uh people have seen blight town now and it actually works okay and i don't understand why they were hiding it from oh. people oh all right. apparently cool. like it it runs better than the original version even on the switch like the switch version of blight town runs pretty well nice Cool. That's yeah. That's great news for console owners. It's, it's reassuring news. It's mm. just like I now don't understand why they were so like definitely go this way. Don't go near Blight. Don't go near Blight yeah. Town. Maybe it wasn't ready yet. It needed like an update, or maybe it maybe, was. Maybe, but like it was only like a, a couple of weeks apart. It yeah. yeah. Then again, like embargo and restrictions and things are often weird sometimes it's like i don't show this bit of this level because of and often it's like maybe they want to do a reveal of something on their terms i suppose like but but if that had been the case i'm surprised that they didn't make a big deal of hey here's some official videos of blight town in the remaster look how it works good like that's the first thing i've fucking shown would be look how good blight town looks so yeah no apparently blight town runs fine on the on the console versions and on the Switch I've versions. I've always said so... anyone could have a good look at my Blight Town. Yeah, I'll have a look at your Blight Town. Yeah, have a dirty look at my cheeky Blight Town. <laughs> so yeah, not much else to say about that other than that was that's reassuring news. Huzzah! If you put, hand me a shiny penny, I'll even let you put your finger in my Blight Town. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that would be the one Patreon goal I'd ever do. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, do do no, carry no. on. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's good. Um, Jim, was was it you? I saw uh, talked at some point this week about uh, PUBG. The PUBG people trying to sue some <laughs> of the companies because they put uh, frying pans in games. <laughs> you know, I thought of a Jim's toxic poison hole joke way too late there. Um. Mm. Yeah. It, sorry, sorry, this, I was, was just thrown off. And I don't know why I went mmm <laughs> as if Toxic Poison Hole was an alluring concept. Uh, oh, if it's yours, it's an alluring concept. It, it, it depends. Um, Put your poison slug in my toxic gunk hole. Brilliant. <laughs> Jim, Bob G, Fry yes, Pan. Speaking of toxic slugs, um, lawyers. Ha 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 ha. There's a, there's a good <laughs> 90s joke. Um, lawyers jokes were all the rage in the 90s not so much now unless they're about like specific lawyers getting arrested and stuff so what were we talking about which game it was PUBG PUBG, right so it wasn't specifically frying pans but that was the one of the many hilarious parts of the lawsuit yeah Uh, was PUBG is successful obviously there have been Battle Royale concepts. I believe the culling came out before PUBG. So the Battle Royale concept isn't new. And well, the Battle Royale concept started, obviously, with, like, 
battle royale. Well, yeah, the, the, the yeah, whole like the idea's been premise. around for a while. Um, There's, a, yeah, we're gonna force you to kill each other in a big room, big space. <laughs> basically, we're in a world where you can't trademark like gameplay mechanics. You can only trademark brands, and PUBG is really just the mechanics. So you've got these mobile games that look exactly like PUBG, but with different names, and they play pretty much like them, and they got on there before PUBG Mobile got on there, uh, hmm. and they want to sue them. Or they have sued them. They've, they filed a copyright infringement suit. Uh, and among the similarities, you know, they, they've listed all the gameplay <laughs> mechanics that are the same. And then some really tenuous similarities, like, oh, they have a frying pan in their game as a weapon, and the frying pan is iconic. And unique to PUBG when it isn't. I can name three games off the top of me, Edward Frying Pans in them, Left 4 Dead 2, uh, Team Fortress 2, and Silent Hill Downpour. And uh, there are others as well uh, that I can't name off the top of me, but there are others. Uh, in fact, I wanted to do a top 10 Frying Pans in games list, um, not put PUBG on it. But th that was in it. Uh, there's like, oh, they have a soda in there, like a sports <laughs> soda in their game, and we have an energy drink in our game. Uh, again, I can show you many games that do that. Uh, their environments look the same as ours. So it's like, yeah, but your environments are from the Unreal Asset Store. So you don't own them. And that's the problem with this lawsuit. And that was the problem when Blue Hole Entertainment looked at Fortnite, which, of course, has skyrocketed into pop culture, leaving PUBG in the dust. And they're looking a little bit bitter and sour grapes about it. Uh, but... When Blue Hole Entertainment was side-eyeing Fortnite, saying, oh, they ripped us off and we're thinking about action. And it looks to me like they realise they can't do that, so they're just going to kick at some other companies that they might have a chance against. So they've gone after this Chinese company, which, let's make no mistake, they do, they've made two rip-offs. They're responsible to, for two PUBG clones, and they are clones, they are shameless, it is grasping, it is yeah. pathetic. But it is legal as far as I can tell because yeah. they're not called PUBG. Their names are not similar yeah. enough to PUBG to confuse. There's no branding conflict. You can't yeah. trademark frying pans and storage containers there's, and brown there's no, dirt. Yeah, there's no chance of someone like accidentally mistaking this and thinking it's PUBG. Mm -hmm. and, mm. and as such, it's like, well, that sucks for you, but like... I, boohoo PUBG, you're only the second biggest game in the world right so now. Said, yeah, so yeah. sad. Here it's is like my tiny violin for you. There's a ladder made of gold and they're on the second to top rung. And yeah, we want to be on the top one. Yeah. And I say this is So are they who... are they coming after Jennifer Lawrence? Are they coming after Kushun Takami? Are they are they coming off everyone who ripped them off well, or didn't rip them off? They're coming. They're coming after those things in the sense that those things came before that happened first, and they came after them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but, yeah, but do those things have no. frying pans in them? Um, probably. The well, moment probably. a frying pan turns time, up in time is, games. A, is is a human construct. So you they're know. After like, I, I have some degree of sympathy for the, like, hey, we were the first people to, oh, like, yeah. look at this this concept that has existed in films for a while and go, hey, wouldn't that be a good thing to do in games and work out how to make it work as a game? And to be like, 
but 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 that was our thing. There's some but, flaming like, Homer. Yeah. Like that's the thing I keep bringing up. Like the flaming Homer sympathy. Hmm. Like I un- I understand that it sucks to have developed a concept and have someone else be way more successful with it. That blows. But they've not endeared themselves because of the the attitude they've displayed in it and the fact that they are still. It's not like their game is not successful at all. This isn't like um, what was that game? Was it called you Castles know, or something that was like like basically the Angry Birds concept, but wasn't Angry this, Birds. And, this but that happened game got once. left in completely in the dust. It's this not happened. like that. They're hugely successful. Sorry, Gav. This happened once in our little circle of um, nerdy musicians, where one one group of people felt that they had inspired all of the other ones and made a big deal out of it on Twitter, and were quickly told, uh, "No." That's yeah, not okay. like you can't have a monopoly on an idea. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're not like, you know, ripping off the actual like, you know, like if, oh, if well, people you are did, stealing the your same songs, words then and had yeah, the same cool, like but, r- the same riff of music and the same words and the same title, like that's a thing maybe. But yeah. people have been writing yeah. songs about stuff they enjoy since you know the Bible came out. You know exactly. And probably before that as well. <laughs> yeah. It's about brands. Yeah. It's not about, you know, general conceits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was one other bit of um, Player Unknown's Battleground news that I just thought was quite fun this week. Um, you know, ransomware, that whole thing where, like, your computer gets locked down and usually it's like, send us thousands in Bitcoin and we'll unlock your computer, otherwise oh, you fuck. yeah, I saw this. Yeah, yeah the headline, so, yeah. Yeah, so the headline going around was... Malware forces you to play Player Unknown's Battlegrounds to get your files back. Um, and it's a little bit of a misleading headline, to be fair. So this 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 is a real piece of ransomware that, like, if you're infected, it get infected with it. It does encrypt all your files and go like, look, you have to do what we say to get your files back. It tells you you have to play an hour of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and when you've played an hour of the game, they'll let you have your files back. Um. <laughs> It's it's it's, it's, a, it's a cute I mean, amusing thing. The idea is, I mean, I don't want to laugh at it just because I think that whole thing is, you know, nasty and ugh, you know, malware and, and yeah. virus, you know, all of that bullshit. Um, yeah. But just the 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 core concept of forcing the, someone to play just a single hour of PUBG is. The, the, the 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 little message in the ransomware is I don't want your money I just want you to have fun with PUBG, and so there's there's a couple of things that the headline doesn't really address. Uh, first of all, you don't actually have to play an hour. You only have to play about three minutes, and then it'll like trigger that you've done it and it's fine. And then on top of that, it does just also give you the unlock code. So if you don't want to play PUBG, it does give you a code and you can just put the code in and it will unencrypt your files. So like, it's it's unclear if this is like someone doing a test bed to like learn how to do ransomware or something. This could turn into something really actually malicious and horrible. What if everybody but... who plays an hour of PUBG dies seven days later and it's like the ring? <sighs> All mysteriously <laughs> killed by frying pan attacks. This is this is the horrible scenario, but like yeah, it's it could turn into what this if someone who's ter- killed by a frying pan attack is then sued by the PUBG developers. <laughs> uh, yeah, like you know, as, I as think instead as... of elections from now on, we should drop all the candidates into an arena with frying pans 
I'm the last one alive wins. <laughs> I I see the thing is is I would go for that, but like I think I think some of the politicians that are like the some of the politicians that I would like to have positions of power perhaps wouldn't be the most willing to go and commit murder in in an arena, and as such, we might get people who have a little less a little less sentimentality to the value of life might end up being politicians, and I don't know if that would be good for us. Goddamn, I'm li- just... goddamn liberal pansies. <laughs> I'm just a bit worried that if we mention frying pans any more times, Blue Hole Entertainment will come after us. Yeah. Uh, no, this podcast has frying pans in it now. probably shouldn't mention Battle Royale games at all, actually. This, this podcast is now a Battle Royale. Uh, whichever of the three of us gets to the end in one piece and is the last one to say something they they win it's it's the PUBG of of podquisition nah but what you don't know is i'm broadcasting in a shipping container drinking an energy drink and something else that was in the lawsuit as well um well that's that's fine just don't, when don't end the podcast with the phrase winner winner chicken yeah. dinner that phrase that existed before <laughs> PUBG oh oh I've never oh. seen a shipping container in a game before That's that's occasionally definitely not on Call of Duty 4 maps definitely yeah. not there Well no they copied PUBG <laughs> mm. Yeah like as, as much as that like ransomware thing might end up being horrible down the line there's something kind of cute at the moment about like no play a, play a video game go play a video game for an hour then then you can get back to work just play a video game for a bit it's kind of cute. A um, couple of other quick bits of news before we get on to what we've played this week. Um, a bunch of people have been asking for Hearthstone on the Switch, and the answer keeps being no, and we've not really had an answer as to why, and this week we got an answer. In an interview, the creators of Hearthstone basically said, why would we bring it to Switch? Everyone already has phones and tablets that can play Hearthstone. Why would we put money and effort into a port? They already have a thing that can play Hearthstone. Oh, okay. I mean, because it's That's... one more platform? I don't yeah, know. I mean... Yeah, like... Fuck you too, yeah. I guess? Yeah. yeah, like, they they also threw in, like, also the Switch doesn't have always online, which is like, oh, I, I get that, but, like... There we go, there's a it's, reason. Yeah. It's, it's if like, you need I, it that bad. Yeah, it's I would Does um I would enjoy Laura, having a screen that's bigger than my phone. Here's a question though. Does Hearthstone yeah. back your stuff up server side or on the console itself? I believe it's it backs up server side. Okay. Which is like it's that's a legitimate thing. Like I, I can see the argument for like if you had it on Switch, you'd only be able to play it at home or if you tethered to your phone. Yeah. But I don't really use tablets very much and it, it the Switch is a touch screen that's bigger than my phone, like it just seemed a weirdly dismissive answer to be like, nah, everyone's already got smartphones. Why would you need to put it on a different thing? Like, well, clearly there's people asking you for it. If you well, don't I mean, need yeah, to there's, address it. There's enough asking that you've, you know, had to finally address it. So yeah. there's at least some interest. Of course, registered interest is no indication of people actually consuming said thing that they're interested in. I should know from the amount of people that demand things of my show and then don't watch it. Ah! But um, Jim, Jim, why don't you talk about games you like, Jim? Oh, why do you uh, never do that, Jim? Jim. Fucking. Uh, um, but I, I, I 
I'm not really a Hearthstone player, but I am on my Switch so much that if I saw it in an eShop, I might download it. I'm not in the App yeah. Store all the time. I rarely mm -hmm. play games on my phone. I play games on the Switch all the time. There's an answer right there. There's a logical answer, I feel. Yeah. I feel that's a, like a reasonable answer <laughs> to to what Blizzard said there. Yeah. Also, like, I'm pretty sure, and like, correct me audience if I get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Hearthstone is in is made in Unity, which, like, from what I'm aware, Unity ports like pretty easily to Switch. Uh, so, like, I it's, so, yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's one of those things. Like, it, they didn't have to say you've already got a phone. Why would you want it on Switch? Yeah, that just seems again, fuck you too. Yeah, as someone it, who it just seems like really an unnecessary thing. Yeah. Mm. Like, oh, well. I, I don't like I don't like playing games on my phone when I can avoid it because like notification pop-ups. Mm. Like I'm trying to play a game and then suddenly it's telling me about Facebook and texts and things. I'm like, no, no, I, I just want to play the game. I don't think I've ever ever put a game on my phone, not once. The the only one I still regularly play on my phone is Pokemon Go because I am an addict and I am I will never be free of the curse. <laughs> <laughs> they take um, up too much space. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's why I didn't used to have games on my phone. Um, and then the last bit of news we had this week that broke sort of just after we rec we recorded last week is, yep, Spyro Remastered is a thing. It's coming in September. So, huzzah! Yeah. I, was, I, I was right, even if it was announced like <laughs> five days after the month that I said it would be. So, hooray! Cool. So yeah, with that, should we, should we talk about things we've played this week? Yeah. I'm not against that. Who's got a game they want to talk about? Uh, well, I finally got to the story parts in Warframe. How are you finding the story? It's really interesting. Uh, I can see why after like three, three or four years of playing it and when they added this, I can see why the player base kind of freaked out because there are some big twists and it's very cool, the kind of revelations that happen. And then like there's this one mission that almost goes kind of... Uh, it almost goes into Naughty Dog territory. Like there's this actual narrative part where you have cutscenes and interactive bits and it's like, Jesus, this came, and this <laughs> came like 38 hours into my experience. And it was only that short because I got a group of fans to help me, to kind of taxi me along. So I've, I've got a question about like trying to get to that story content. Yeah. Does, does it feel like, it's just arbitrary that you have to wait that long to get to the story or is the story content like difficulty wise paced assuming that you've played that much and are that good at yeah, the game? Yeah, no, I, like, I, I was quite um, leveled up and I, I had trouble getting through the mission. It's quite difficult. Um, okay. I will say this, right? I think they should put more story content in at the beginning. But not this particular story content, because to really have the effect of this story content, you need to have played it for a long time. And, and, yeah, and that's, that's all I'll say, yeah. because anything else it's, would be a spoiler. But it is very cool, and it is kind of as yeah. wow as the community makes it out See, to be. This, this is this is the thing for me is I I've really enjoyed the time I've put so far into into Warframe, and like I right now would like kill to play some story content in it because I'm really enjoying the mechanics. I have and, a little like, group I, of people that I've put together of fans that you could totally join in with. I I, I should join that, but yeah. yeah, I the thing is is like 
as someone that really loves single player content, it feels really weird to me that like, yeah, to, to have to play that much to get any taste of story. Yeah. Well, it, it does feel like a lot if to have to do. If there's one thing that really became clear to me this week, having played it with other people, this is not a single player game. It's not intended to be. And oh. I was perhaps yeah. wrong in assuming that I should be able to play it. There is no way in hell I could have got where I got to without other people explaining the game to me. I'm I'm not necessarily feeling like I should be able to play it all single player, but like yeah. it it would be nice to be able to experience the plot. Yeah, it would, definitely. And I yeah. agree with you. I, I, I think it'd be cool if there was a single player way to do it. Um mm. But it's just I'm the more I learn about it, the more because I was overwhelmed at the beginning and it just gets more complicated from there. <laughs> you know, the amount of mechanics in this game is just mind blowing. And there were moments where people were trying to explain six things to me at once and I had to be like, lads, I can't, I can't take all of this in. Let's just do one thing at a time. And it's like, it really does have that many systems and currencies and all this stuff, but but it all makes sense, you know, and none of it feels like I've I've thrown a quite a bit of money at this game and I've never wanted to do that with a free to play game ever. Yeah. Um I bought Octavia obviously, which is something no one will be surprised that I've been <laughs> playing with and I I love Valkyr, that's my favorite one. But uh yeah, and I'm going to be doing a song and uh Digital Extremes are like really helpful. They're really cool. So big shout out to open, uh, yeah. to Rebecca Ford for your for your help with the video content they, and stuff. From both of your interactions with them, they seem like they've been just like really responsive and yeah. very willing to like engage with content creator people. Yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, good, and, and good, people. Good someone so someone said to me the other day, "Have you got tips for for you know getting to know Warframe?" And literally, the only tip I can get give you is find experienced players who will play it with you because there's just no way you're going to learn that game by yourself it's too complicated and too much of a time sink unless you're willing to you know spend half of your time on google but <laughs> it is worth the time investment it's really really ridiculously fun especially with a group of people who are really you know who know what they're doing so yeah Woo. uh are you still playing much of that jim uh, I haven't had time to get back to it. Like I've been juggling so much other stuff, and every time I get time to play games, it's normally something new I've got to get done. So I've still got it, and it's like still in waiting. But Gav has has progressed further than me now. Mm. But to be I'm, fair, I'm, I I deliberately yeah. said this actually solely for work reasons. Mainly, I said this is my game now for the next two weeks. I am going to get through this because. That I've never had yeah. such demand for a song for something, and I do genuinely like it a lot. So, I'm 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 glad that that you've had a, had that sort of good time with it. So, mm -hmm. yay! Um, I'm excited to hear about and, the and, song. That's cool. And thank you. Yeah. Thank if any of you are listening. Thank you so much to all of the fans who joined me this week to to get me Aww. through it because it was actually I've never really played games with fans before. I'm very private. When it comes to video games, and I was I'm the same way, yeah, unsure like about how it would go, but uh, I I, 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 I really had fun with you. I don't do it much either, but like I might hit you up, Gav, and like try and get involved with that group. Cool. Yeah, we have a little Discord chat and everything. So. Oh, yay! Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, other games this week, I've got one I want to give just like a very quick uh, shout out to. This used to be like a regular segment on this podcast a few years ago that like just kind of dropped off. Oh, Laura, sorry, Laura, I... Laura, before you go on, it, they're all on yeah. PC, by the way, just so you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. Um, so yeah, seg- a segment of this show I've not done in ages. I played a weird sex game this week. Oh, yeah? There's new. Yeah, there's, okay. there's Was it the one where you sex yourself? Uh, it's not the one where I sex myself. I, I I have played the first chapter of Paranormal. The Did you sex yourself? As a character. <laughs> um, it's o- only the first chapter is out as a demo at the moment, and that is not far enough into the game for me to sex myself. <laughs> but I had interactions with myself. Um, go go check out Paranormal. So paranormal, but with the word pair at the beginning, like a pair of people. Paranormal. Go check that out on itch.io. Uh, the First chapter is up, it's free, um, and it's a, it's a cool thing, it's really well made. But that's not what I was playing this week. This week, I played a game called Don't Make Love, which is a dating sim about praying mantises. And <laughs> the whole deal with praying mantises is after they, they have sex, one of them eats the other. So it's a dating sim about basically a creature that's like, I have a drive that tells me I need to have sex. But also I know that it will kill me. Also romance is a factor. And just like trying to navigate this like fatal world of love and sex as a praying mantis. And it's really sweet. And I, d- I don't want to ruin too much about it. I just wanted to give it a bit of a nod because it's it's a really sweet game. Go check out Don't Make Love. Well, that's an interesting concept. Yeah. I'm actually surprised no one's thought of that idea before. Well, there's, that's there's a, been one of those. Th- sorry. Well, I will say, like, there's been dating sims in a similar vein before uh, that I don't think have had the same level of, like, production quality. Right. Um, I completely forget what it's called now, but at some point on an early podquisition, I talked about an anglerfish dating sim, which... Oh, yeah, yeah, um, you did, yeah. Yeah, so when anglerfish mate, they don't, like, eat each other, but the... I believe it's the male basically fuses into yep. the female and, like, just completely just ceases to be. Spends the rest and... of his life just, like, like attached Basically with as, others, yeah, pumping sperm as, into her. Yeah, as a bit of a as a bit of a sperm lump. And, Basically, yeah. Um, let me see if sperm I can quickly <laughs> find the name of that one to recommend. Anglerfish dating sim. I will probably find this fairly easy. Uh, Benthic love. So yeah, if you just search uh, anglerfish dating sim, you'll find it. Um, but yeah, it's it it was a similar type of topic where it's like. Trying to work out how to navigate. Don't love let your significant sex. other that that's what yeah. you're googling. Um, sorry, what? What? I just said, don't let your significant other know that oh. you've been googling anglerfish <laughs> dating sim. But hey, other, hey, you know, just keep it hey, under if your I, if, if I want to date a praying mantis and an anglerfish, no one's going to stop me. That's true. That's true. Um, it, it, it really, if your partner doesn't want you googling anglerfish dating sims, they ain't no soulmate. <laughs> so yeah, like what I will say for this um this praying mantis one is it definitely has like slightly better production value right. than uh, Benthic Love did, but yeah, no, it, it's well worth checking out. It's quite sweet and somber. Well, that's good. So, yeah, what about you, Jim? You played anything this week? Yeah, I played a game called Extinction. I hate it. Why do you hate it? Tell us about it. What is it? Because he hates uh, every game, it? haven't you heard? Yeah, he, doesn't, every, he doesn't like games. Made. Yeah, Jim, talk about some games that you like Tell us sometimes. about your game uh. you hated, Yahtzee. Uh, um, uh, uh, so, oh, I went through a rollercoaster of emotions there. <laughs> right, Extinction. I miss, I miss Yahtzee. 
It's basically Attack on Titan, but oh. really, really, really bad, though. They took out the Titans and they replaced them with basically just big ogres and oh. replaced the gameplay mechanics with j- just not. Just a big, just not. They yeah, take this, out all the game is, and put in not. This is the one where, like, um, it, it, it feels like it's trying to be kind of Attack on Titan, kind of um, Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> No, um, that well, we, we don't even it, use Shadow of the Colossus no, in the conversation. It 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 wants to be those. It wants to be those things. Like some of the things, it's like oh, destroy the things on the the creature's it feet so even it falls want... over, so you can take down the big creature. It don't even want it hard. That's the saddest thing of all. It, it doesn't even yeah. want it hard. It certainly doesn't want it hard enough to be even a competently made game. It's not. It's an incompetent game. They tried to do the, you know, the whip swing in from Attack on Titan, but you just press a button to swing when you see a prompt pop up, and that will just send you in whatever direction it wants. Uh, it's really not an effective means to get anywhere you want to go, um, and and it overshoots you by such wide margins. Um, there's you get stuck on scenery all the time. Uh, attacks, it's hit and miss whether they'll hit or miss. You target on stuff like there's melee combat, little enemies on the ground that take about six to 12 hits to kill, uh, even though the big giant uh, monsters, the titans or the turtons, as I called them, die in <laughs> one hit. You know, you just lop off a leg like an a, attack on Titan, climb up their back like in Shadow of the Colossus. If the Colossi were a single wall in Prince of Persia with really <laughs> glitchy collision detection. That's how it's like, like Shadow like of the it, Colossus. Like in Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I mean like like a vertical surface. And the, imagine if that was every Colossus. Just one long vertical surface that you sometimes get up. <laughs> So, just as a reminder to people, Attack on Titan 2 came out recently, and that plays really, really well, so, yeah. you know. And so you're swinging, in, attack, in the Attack on Titan games, you're swinging around, like in the anime, swinging around, and the manga, swinging you, around. Yeah. You, long, you lock onto limbs, you, like, lock on. swing that in, would and be you nice. do your slicing time and stuff. Locking onto limbs, zooming into them, slicing through them, uh, whooshing out and whooshing back in, sort of... Diving in and out, basically. This, it's like just awkwardly bouncing off of the limbs and slowing it down to aim and then letting go of the slowdown button and shooting into it. And if the game decides to connect, it'll connect. Um, anytime the giant ogre so much as touches you, uh, it's a one-hit kill, basically. So yeah, that's constant. Um, my impressions video starts with uh, the tutorial level. I chop off a limb. The game freezes and then spends, you know, not an insignificant amount of time telling me what I already needed, what I already knew. Climb up its back and chop it in its neck. That's how imaginative it is. You kill them the exact same way that you kill titans. <laughs> it gets done doing the explanation text. The text stops. The game begins, a hand slams down, and I'm dead. And then the game just says, like, oh, try to do better, you idiot. 
Because the game is constantly talking to you and constantly belittling you for dying because the game's camera doesn't is, work and the game doesn't work. Is is the thing. I saw I saw footage of this game like a while back and like from moment one it looked like it was trying to be more ambitious than the people making it necessarily were capable of of managing and it very much sounds like that's how it's ended up. Um well if you take out the ambition, I don't. I refuse to believe ambition. Any amount of ambition could be responsible for this. Something this slapdash. This isn't just a lack of skill, or a lack of budget. It's so unimaginative. The the Ravini. That's the name of the fucking their titans. They are just oversized, generic-looking fantasy ogres. The world it's in is just bullshit. It's like a five-year-old's D&D campaign. <laughs> Actually, no, that would be a laugh. I'd watch a, I'd, I would watch a group of five-year-olds play, like, try and play D&D. That would be fucking amazing and probably less messy than this game. Extinction is shite, mate. Fucking shite. And I can't believe... They they charge sixty dollars for it, and there's a fucking digital oh, deluxe God. edition and as if, well. I didn't. If I didn't you're thinking it about it, price. you know, Shadow of the Colossus just got a beautiful remaster. You're better off getting that instead. Yeah, I honestly like. I didn't realize it released at full price, and that is that is the thing is when you can get like Shadow of the Colossus remastered for like thirty quid, and it's sixty quid for this. Ooh. Yeah. Or if fighting big giant monsters is your thing, there's always the Soul series or Horizon. And the Attack on Titan games that this game copies. I'm pretty sure you could buy the first Attack on Titan game and Shadow of the Colossus Remastered for the price you would get this and both of them are better. Yeah. 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 So uh, other other things we've played this week. I'm going to bring up Pokemon Go again because I keep bringing that game up just just to very briefly bring it up um hey we all we all have our ones that we bring up over and over (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just i just want to update people on where i'm at because i had i had a fun little realization this week so i've been playing this game like since it came out like two years ago and um i've been trying to basically i've just been trying to complete the first 150 like the original set of pokemon from red blue and yellow i didn't realize how close i was to completing it um Earlier this week, I realised I was like three Pokemon away. And as of today, I only have one Pokemon left to catch. And then I've got the the 151 that the, the game started with, like all those. And the last one I have to get is Mewtwo, which is invite-only. Pokemon! Brilliant, Mewtwo. Yeah, Mewtwo, which was like invite-only. It's been for ages. Like the whole thing is you have to go do a bunch of raid battles and... They randomly select people who've done raid battles in the last week to send invites to. And huh. I play this game on a weekly basis. I've never had an invite to a Mewtwo raid. And, like, it's it's been getting annoying. Always the bridesmaid, like, never the Mewtwo raid. Yeah, so, like, I've, I've just never had an invite, never had an invite. Finally got one this week when it was the last Pokemon I needed to get. So hey. I, got my, I got my Mew today. I got a Snorlax Pokemon. last week. Nice. Sunday this week, I'm going to go catch a Mewtwo, and if I catch it, I'll have all 151, and that makes me oddly wow. excited. Fucking <laughs> man! Um, Brilliant. So, the, so the you, ha- you have caught them all. You have done what the I, ad wanted you to do. I, I soon will have caught them all. You have obeyed cough, their cough, one. You have obeyed the, the theme song well, perfectly. I will have caught them all, 
except for the Gen 2 and Gen 3 creatures that they later introduced. But I'll have caught them all from Gen 1. You will have done the right thing. I I will have almost completed the song from the Series 1 anime that told me to do the thing. That's the best one. As as someone that grew up on Pokemon, there is a place in my heart that gets overly excited when it's like, (laughs) oh, I might be about to complete a collection of Pokemon. I I just become a child inside and get very excited. I think think there are many people who would agree with you. Yeah, so I, I will update you all next week on whether I successfully catch this Mewtwo. I've been invited to the raid. No guarantee I'll get it. Uh, crossing my fingers, see if I catch it. Um, Jim, you've played one other thing this week, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I don't know when it's out. Um, there's a game called Streets of Red coming out. Uh, it's basically like a Streets of Rage parody. It's full of lots of like video game references and other stuff. Uh, like like Retro City Rampage, but in beat 'em up form. Um, maybe a little bit on the nose with some of the references. A little bit far. But uh, the gameplay is pretty good. It's a nice little hack and slash thing. Um, Here's yeah. a question for you: Which games have lampooned video games and done it well? The one, the only one that immediately comes to mind for me is the Bard's Tale, the one in the early the to Bard's mid Retro City Rampage was pretty good. Um, I I was a little bit annoyed by Blood Dragon's way of doing it sometimes because like it felt like it did the. Oh, oh, we're pointing out we're doing a tutorial, and we're, we're oh, we're pointing out it. the bad yeah. thing, but they're okay, still doing the bad thing. Am I the, the only one thing. who thought who loved that tutorial and thought it no, was great? Lots, <laughs> lots of people, lots of people loved it, but mm. just to me, it felt like it was it was trying to make jokes out of doing things that aren't good in games, but also doing those things, and it just kind of bothered me a bit. Yeah, I'm trying to think of ones that did it really well. Um, well, well, I think for 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 one that was just amazing will always be um. When Saints Row 4 lampooned the Mass Effect relationships and it was literally, hey, Shawnee, want to fuck? Smack. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not not for parodying video games, but for uh, parodying tabletop games. I loved um, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon's Keep in Borderlands 2, which was just this really big D&D parody that I thought was fantastic. That was a fucking great DLC, wasn't it? And it was surprisingly moving. Because yeah, at the it, end of the it, day, this is this was a story about a little girl using fantasy to get over her grief. Yeah, they did it, always it do was, their DLCs well. Yeah. yeah. Like, here's the thing. I don't want to play Borderlands 2 again necessarily the whole way through, but I really want to play that DLC again. Yeah. I, I, I've got a real craving now. I've mentioned it to go mm. back and play Tiny Tina's Assault and Dragon's Keep. I uh, might just, and- like, download a high-level save and jump in the DLC. Funny thing about that is I found Tiny Tina in the base game utterly insufferable i anytime she opened her mouth i just was like oh i can't wait to get away from this character yeah but in the dlc they really um they really humanized her and gave her an actual story and yeah experiencing the rest of her content after playing that dlc really sort of shines her in a different light yeah totally it it explains a lot of the way the reason she is how she is really really got to give him props for that i did not expect borderlands of all games to give me a a poignant um study of of grief and mourning from the perspective of a child and also give you well i mean they did make aliens colonial marines so (laughs) i understand how they fucking felt jim is still (laughs) grieving over that one yeah (laughs) <laughs> um, just to quickly return to Streets of Red, um, oh, disclosure yeah, <laughs> and also the reason I have it early is um, because I'm in it. Uh, I've Jonathan, my friend Jonathan, just Jonathan, 
apparently, like, you know, he, he's sort of, for the years, has always known a lot of indie developers, and he's, apparently he's always trying to get me in things. I don't know why. Um, but for some reason, he believes in me. So he's always trying to get me in stuff. And he's oh, always... Oh goodness, how, 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 how terrible must it be having someone believe in I, you? Well, oh. it's weird. It's, it's <laughs> uncommon. Um, so he uh, floats me, like, gigs here and there, or, like, cameos in games and stuff. So uh, there's a, a boss, and I actually I fought it just before we, we recorded, and it was very weird because I voiced it, and it's also made to look like me. Um, the boss is called Mr. J, and it bursts out and says thank god for me and you fight it and all that and it's weird playing a game with me on it on the switch um and it won't it might not be the only one this uh year and one might even have stir dust in it uh because someone <laughs> asked and i liked the look of the game and if i like the look of it then generally i'll be like you know what why not you know i'll, I'll give that that permission out um and I did that for Streets of Red because it looked pretty promising. And like I said, I played it, and obviously I uh, lent voice and likeness to it. So disclosure, bias, etc., etc. Collusion. But I did. It, it, yeah, the odd C word. So I'm liking it anyway. And playing it on the Switch is, has been pretty fun. Uh, I haven't played a lot of it yet, but once we're done here, I'm going to be playing a bit more. So yeah, good stuff. We've played a bit more Celeste as well. Um, oh, should have yeah. an impressions video of that up. Um, it's it's good, and I really do. Uh, I we we prose the accessibility functions on it. And that's that's uh, good, and the the story is still really good. And uh, have, have you started really... getting to a bit more of the story now? Have you a little bit, a little bit? Um, but I'm still just sort of tackling at a level here and there because it's uh, yeah, it is a game that I enjoy very much, but need to take uh, rests from. Otherwise, it... I'll get a bit het up at it. It, it definitely is, like, a bit of a challenge. Yeah, yeah. And not in a bad way. It's just I, I'm prone to irritation, and mm. it's the sort of challenge that irritates me, even if I enjoy the game a lot. So I just need these little cooling-off periods just to keep myself invested. Yeah. Um, very quickly before we finish up, um, I can't talk review thoughts yet, but I can talk very early preview thoughts on uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which got a a Switch port. Uh, oh, yeah. a Switch port. I've been playing a little bit the Switch version. Um, the very early things I can say is, I I've always found Donkey Kong platformers a little bit floaty in the way they jump, and that hasn't changed. Um, the new mode they've got in there where you can play as um, Funky Kong on a surfboard, which is basically easy mode, it makes me smile ridiculously. Like, it's not challenging, but I like being a weird surfboarding... Fun, yeah. Like, a weird surfboarding gorilla in sunglasses who's a cool dude. It's quite fun. I In a couple of weeks, I will probably... Uh, I, think, I think in a couple of weeks' time, I'll be able to talk about it, but mm -hmm. that that is as much as I will say right now okay. is I... It, it's still slightly weird floaty jumps, but I do like the new surfboarding gorilla they put in it. That sounds like, like, fuck the challenge. I'd play that just for the fun of it. Well, um, that's, that's, yeah, like, the, the weird floaty jumps mean that I sometimes, I get frustrated when I miss a jump because I feel like the jump didn't happen the way it felt like it should have done. I get what and you mean such, about like, the feel of this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, considering the way that that makes certain sections feel more difficult than they should, it's kind of fun to just not worry about 
about failing and just kind of glide through it and explore what that game had to offer because there's interesting stuff in there. Cool. Looking forward to playing it because that game was always on my radar, but I never got around to it. Never got it's... around to it in any of its incarnations. Okay. Talking very much talking about the Wii U version right now, just to be very clear, just talking about the Wii U version. Um, the level design in that game is really solid. Um, for all of my personal like not liking the way that like the characters move in the air and that feeling a bit weird and the slight like momentum that they, the, the momentum characters have to them, I can't fault the fact that Tropical Freeze has some stunning level design. So. Obviously, again, those yeah. comments were just about the Wii U version, yeah. very much. Um, but yeah, no, like, there is definitely a really good game in there, in the Wii U version. That's um, definitely worth checking out on, well, on the Wii U. And Wii look at U. you with Nintendo embargoes to worry about. I, I know! I <laughs> Nintendo's sending me their games early. Goodness, what the heck? What a, what a time to be alive. I know, I might even have... I think we're getting Labo in the office before it comes out. Like, look at me actually getting to play the <sighs> Nintendo things, and they're not not—they're not so pissed off at me that they won't send code. Well, there we go. Um, <laughs> they just they completely forgot I existed, which I don't blame them. Um, I think any anyone in the industry tries to. Uh, I think that's a good time to wrap up, though. I think that's... Uh, yeah, we've done... We've we packed in a solid little fucking podcast there. Yeah, so, we did. I, I think so. So, Laura, people who need more, where can they get it from you? Uh, you can find more of me at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter. Laura K. Buzz on YouTube. Um, if you go to Laura K. Buzz on YouTube, you can see a 30-minute video of me playing some of Paranormal and talking through some of the design stuff on that. Speaking of that, go check out Paranormal on Itch.io. Uh, I am a character in that. I, I helped on some of the design stuff. It's it's a pretty cool game that like has the first chapter out for free at the moment. Other than that, you can find me on Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition real play podcast. Um, I'm on seasons 3 and 4. They're, they're all self-contained stories. The current campaign is basically about the fight to defeat capitalism, but in D&D. And lastly, you can find me on Queer and Pleasant Strangers, a podcast I do with Jane Magnet, where we do silly skits and silly voices and d d have a giggle about our weeks not necessarily talking about video games all the time. So that's that's the things. Brilliant. And Gav, they thirst, they starve. You can satiate their hunger. How? You can find me on YouTube under Miracle of Sound, uh, where my latest musical masterpiece is the crazy Christian anthem inspired by Far Cry 5. Sorry, I was distracted there for a second. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Miracle of Sound. And if you want to help me pay my bills, it's Miracle of Sound on Patreon. And if you want to play Warframe with me on PC, I should be on again at some point over the weekend. Just add Gav101. Wonderful. Um, preferably Ooh. experienced players with microphones only, though. There we go. I'm I'm an inexperienced player with a microphone, but screw it, I'm joining too. Yeah. You can't stop me, Gav. <laughs> so there Wonderful. you go. All that remains to be said is thank you so much for listening. As always, we will see you next time and win a winner chicken dinner. Oh, shit. Shh, we're going to get oh, sued. Oh, oh, no. Attorney client privilege is dead. You screwed up, Jim. Fuck.